Welcome everyone to our monthly mindset call. Each month, I'm taking the place of Bob's Shredders Unite biz call to focus a little bit on the mindset piece of ER Shred. And we've all caught a glimpse of the incredible transformation that happens with ER Shred, and we are covering the whole spectrum here, mind, body, and soul. When we get our diets in order, we discover such clarity of mind, our awareness is sharpened, and we feel more equipped than ever to tackle the limiting beliefs that that um, are keeping us from showing up at our best. Over the summer, Sean and I had to move out of our home of 16 years, and it was such a huge undertaking. We had uh, so much stuff that we had to had to sort through. And it was um, the result of being in the <laughs> survival mode. You know, they were the, in the season of life where we were um, having babies and raising babies. And it just left us little to no time to, to really um, keep things in order. And plus, we were in a phase of, um, we just, uh, for some reason, ended up accumulating a lot of stuff somehow, and I don't know how that happened, but 16 years of being busy and just buying too many things, and then having to move out, you start to see like, holy cow, how did we get so much stuff? And it literally took us five weeks to uh, nonstop every single day, all day, sorting through the stuff, getting rid of things, and it was just a lot of work. So, um, but then when we got back to this house, I... I really, um, I was like, okay, I went on this whole rampage of organizing my home and I was just doing one room at a time. Each day I would choose a room and I would just like do the entire room, just going through stuff, getting rid of a ton of stuff. I just really wanted to simplify and get my entire house in order. But then it came down to the garage and (laughs) the garage always seems to be the area where it's like last on the list and it gets the least amount of attention. But so with the garage, instead of like tackling it all in one day, I decided, okay, Sean, let's, let's come up with a game plan here where it's not so overwhelming. And I, I said, okay, let's do, um, let's make a goal to just do one hour per week to focus on the garage. So yeah, that it became a lot more um, doable and it not, didn't feel so overwhelming. It was just, it's just very easy to do one hour every Saturday. And um, so it got me thinking like there's two options here when it comes to organizing your home. Um, option one is you can wait till it gets really bad and do a complete overhaul. Uh, then everything becomes a lot easier to maintain because now you've got everything in order, um, it, but it, it takes a lot of energy and focus and discipline up front, but the maintenance becomes really easy unless you fall back into old habits of not putting things away, right, right you know, in the moment and um, just letting things pile up once again until it becomes yet another big project. Or there's option two where you can make a goal to do a little bit each day like we did with the garage instead of instead of spending an entire day doing the whole thing you can set aside 1 hour a week or even just 20 minutes a day so now before i go into tonight's topic i wanted you to think in your minds or even write in the comments here which one do you think is better option 1 or option 2 
the reason why I'm asking is because to demonstrate how we can easily get sucked into the black and white thinking, thinking that one is better than the other. But what if they were both good? <laughs> what if like both options are great when you think about it, right? Neither one has to be better than the other. We can we can um, alternate between the two. We can um, find which which option works best for us. But it's just very common for us to think that there's always a right or a wrong way to do things, or it's it's one way versus another way. One is better than the other. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the all or nothing mentality. The all or nothing mentality is a cognitive distortion that results in depression, anxiety, um, procrastination, binging, and completely sabotaging our results or any progress that we have made. It's a black and white way of thinking. It's uh, good or it's bad, it's success or a complete failure. Um, we use the words like always and never causes you to perceive reality in extremes and known as the perfectionist syndrome. So one of our fellow shredders, Elizabeth Weaver, pointed out the other day when I posted in the Facebook group about, you know, the all or nothing mentality, wondering, I wanted to know who struggles with this? She talked about how we use the, when when describing our diets or goals, we often say things like, oh, I fell off the wagon or got to get back on the wagon. And she pointed out that there's really no way of describing the in-between. So thank you, Elizabeth. That is such a good point. And why don't we have a way of describing the in-between? Like, say something like, I, I was just, I'm just walking alongside the wagon or, you know, it would be great if we could you use that analogy and build upon it in a way that leaves space for in between. Anyone have ideas on how to use the, the wagon analogy and describe the in between? That would be awesome. Um, so where does this mentality originate? Where, where does it stem from? I believe that it's simply the natural evolution of the human experience. When you think about babies, newborn babies, they can only see black and white until eventually they, they are able to develop the ability to see shades of gray and then eventually color. And then historically speaking, we come from generations of black and white thinking. We got politics, we got religion. Those are two great examples of how this mentality has perpetuated over centuries. You know, there's the, the Democrats and the Republicans, heaven or hell, good or evil, true or false, worthy or unworthy. And with uh, politics, you know, there's always a group that thinks that they're right and everyone else is wrong. So it's very much binary, black and white thinking. And even with a lot of Orthodox religions, they believe that they are the ones that have the truth. And, you know, maybe other religions have some truth, but, but they have the most truth. When you recognize how this mentality has just been part of our DNA, all of us come from this, you know, in some way. And it's just really become part of our culture. And it's even bleeds into some of our parenting styles as well. Anyone come from a home where anything less than an A is unacceptable? So when you think about how, you know, this is 
kind of um, generations of black and white thinking. And I, I just see it as natural ev evolution. We are evolving out, gradually evolving out of the black and white thinking with the awareness of, you know, where are we seeing things in black and white and beginning to question all of the reasons why we are so binary in the way we think. And then we become more equipped to seeing more of the in-between. So it just, it's a process and it takes time, but as, as, as long as we're like aware of it and continue to dive into the reasons why we believe a certain way, then we can begin to make some changes and make some progress there. I think that believing that punishment and shame will keep us from doing bad things. You know, that's kind of what we do when it comes to our diets and different goals. We, we, sh we tend to shame ourselves or uh, because we think that that's necessary in order to keep us from doing that again, from, you know, falling off the wagon or, or eating the thing that we didn't really want to eat. So we really pile on the shame because we think, we believe that that's the way that you get yourself to make better choices. But we're learning that it's really not sustainable to do that. It may work in the short term, but I think we're realizing now that this way of, you know, doing things is not really helping people. It really just keeps people stuck in this never-ending cycle of, you know, we try to be good, we make mistakes, then we, we um, you know, the cycle that I showed on Facebook, it's just this never-ending unhealthy cycle that we cannot seem to get out of. <laughs> this is a funny uh, thing I found online, just comparing what it's like to uh, what we tend to do when it comes to the all or nothing <laughs> We make one little mistake and, and we think, oh, we might as well just eat the whole box of cookies or we spill a little ketchup on ourselves and we're like, might, might as well just pour the whole ketchup bottle on my shirt, you know? So it is kind of funny when you, when you look at it in, in this context, it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. Why do we get stuck in this cycle? Why do we do this to ourselves? And, you know, I can think back of um, my own life, a lot of times where I have been caught in the the loop of all or nothing and definitely in my high school years every attempt i made to diet or lose weight when i tried to um, really apply myself when it came to school i would start out really motivated and excited and and i would just miss one assignment and i would fall behind because of the one assignment missing and then i would just give up I would just throw in the towel. I was like, eh, it's not even worth trying now. <laughs> and then I would get bad grades. And then on top of that, I made it mean that I was not smart. So interesting how that happens where we not only do we like end up giving up so quickly, but then we tell ourselves a narrative about it. And then it just kind of locks in and you believe that for a long time until you start doing some, some work around it and start diving into the different beliefs that you have. And you're like, wait a minute, where did that come from? And then I, when I really started to think about why did I always think that I wasn't smart? And it's because I had the all or nothing mentality. And then I made it mean, so I'd give up. And then I made it mean that I wasn't smart. But really, in reality, it was just because I just thought that I had to do it perfectly. And if I didn't do it perfectly, then what's the point? So it's kind of frustrating, right? That we, that that tends to happen to us. Sean was going to come on and share something, but I don't know if he, he's at, um, 
football practice with Owen. So he was going to come in and share some of his, his thoughts around it. Oh, oh, you're here. Okay. Well, come over. Yeah. Just go ahead and, um, just share what you were saying. Let's fix this. What you were saying yesterday when we were talking about this and you were mentioning the, the marathon and no. to pace yourself. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about this, you guys. Good to be with you guys. Thanks for thanks for being here. It's great to see all your beautiful faces, those of you that are that are here. Um, I see all the familiar faces. Well, I've I've thought a lot about this lately. Crystal and I have talked about this a lot, and um, you know, it, it it applies to both the the wellness. It applies to your health journey. Uh, you know, and how many times did I push and push and push and push and got myself to a place where I thought I would be happy and I thought I'd be satisfied and I thought I'd be fulfilled only to find out that in order to maintain um, that level of what I thought was wellness, um, and really it wasn't, but in order to maintain that, it was an impossibility. Um, and as you're saying, Crystal, like it's crazy how little things derail us. Um, so many times I would, I love fitness and I love being well. And so many times I would get to a place where I was doing really what I thought was great. And I was working out every day and I had energy and, you know, I was kind of like with it and proud of myself. And then almost every time something would happen where like an injury would kick in. And suddenly, you know, an injury hits me and I lose all motivation. Um, and I, I, I don't think I had the mental fortitude to, to really cope with that. I, I would just go really dark and negative and sad. I didn't have the ability to, to process or, or to compartmentalize or to, you know, to even sit with things or be patient. Um, and I'm learning this, you know, and, and it's the same thing in the, in the financial end, you know, with your businesses, with your businesses, it's, <laughs> is it, I'm either, you know, all the time balls to the wall, as they say, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> I don't it's a terrible image, but it's like, I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in. We talk about it. I'm all in my ass is on the line. I'm putting it all on the line. Or are we just you know, haphazard. And, and it's an unfortunate thing what we do to ourselves. It's really unfortunate. And Crystal, you know, it's such a cool thing to have her do this because she's a wannabe. So Crystal, she always wanted to be balanced and she thought she could be perfect at being perfectly balanced. <laughs> yeah. That was her goal in life yeah. was perfection around balance. But if you know anything about human beings, we are pure emotion. We're pure hormones. We're anything but balanced, most of us. And, um, but her journey has been such that it's, you know, she's chased that and she's chased that and she's chased that. And, you know, and I think she's even learning, you know, now in our forties, she's learning to let things flow as they do. And, you know, and not force things all the time. And I've noticed this in my life when I'm forcing things, things don't come to me like I want. When I'm forcing things, I end up botching it. 
Whereas, you know, as long as I can get clear about what I want, and then I do those things that get me into the right state to where I can receive and where I'm putting out the right energy. And, you know, Susan talked about it recently. She says, you know what, you guys, all I have to do to change the outlook of my, my business is I have to believe in it. And as soon as I inject belief into my business, all these incredible things start to come to me and, and happen for me. And so when we think about that, it's like, it's like Sean writing a book. I, I want to write a book. I've got a book in me. But I know for me to write a book, the old way of doing it would be I would consume myself with writing a book. I would lock myself in a room and I would bang this book out and I wouldn't do nothing else until the book is done. Well, that's not, that's not going to happen either. That's, that's unrealistic at this point in my life with all these children and sports and everything. And so it's like, Crystal's been great for me because she actually is like teaching me to be more regimental and schedule things. And, and, you know, I crave that balance in my life and I want to be efficient and I want to get the things done that I want to get done. But the all or nothing mentality that I have around writing the book, for instance, it's not serving me. It's I'll never get that book written if I don't learn some, you know, healthy disciplines and, and, and just pacing yourself and being okay with just little increments. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for what Crystal's done for me around balance and around this all or nothing mentality. And like it's it's been a great thing to have her in my life to to show me that, you know, hey, you know, like when I built my isogenics business, it was all it was all and and then it was kind of nothing and that's that's just not cool like that's unfortunate like, that's not that's not what i would hope for yeah we want to have it all and in order to have it all i think we need to you know there's a lot of internal work that's got to be done a lot of self awareness observation and and then we got to apply the things we learn mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right thank love you. you guys thank you so now we get to focus on the things that we can do to, to, um, to help because yeah, now we, we know what the, the black and white, the all or nothing thinking is. We are very clear on ways that we can get caught in the web of this all or nothing cycle that never seems to actually help us improve. And with, uh, with ER Shred, that's why um, Sean and I really, we have some things we want to be incorporating, you know, being very mindful of how, you know, the ER Shred can sometimes feel so extreme. And um, we want to make space for the option B, you know, like I said, with the organizing, there's the extreme version, which is great if you're feeling up to it and you're motivated and you're in the right space or season of your life to do it, then do it. But also there's an option too. And we want you to know that there is not just one right way of doing this. Let yourself be okay with pacing yourself. And option two is great. You know, one little thing a day that you can do that you can focus on to to um, improve your health, leave it at that. If your life feels so overwhelming right now, let yourself be okay with one thing, like your 
incubated shake. I'm just going to focus. My goal for the next month is to just replace one meal with my incubated shake and let it be that and be okay with that. You don't have to be all in ER shred 11 days back to back to back to back. It's okay. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to do a mindset call on this to make sure that you all know that no matter where you're at, it's okay to choose option B and it's okay to find the in-between. It's okay to focus on one new habit and just be kind to yourself. With the ER shred, also what I like to remind us all is that our goal is, is to focus on satiation and not deprivation. So if you feel like you are depriving yourself of a lot of things and this feels like deprivation, you're doing it wrong because <laughs> this is about satiation. Put your energy and focus around the satiation, the, um, the awareness that this program sparks in you and how you are learning to connect to your body. This is very much a journey. Like Sean said, we don't need to have this end goal in our minds at all times. Like we can think about it once and then just focus on the journey because the journey is actually the most enjoyable part if we can get there. So some things that we can do is to turn guilt into pride. What did you do right? So let's take it one day at a time. If you had your incubated shake, yay, let's focus on that and not start piling on the guilt and the shame around the three cookies that you ate or the glass of wine that you indulged in. You don't have to put shame on those things necessarily to to achieve the results or the to, to achieve the goals that you're hoping for. It's not necessarily like you're giving yourself permission to indulge, but you just have no, not much energy around it. Like, yes, you, you had the three cookies. Let's move on. Let's focus on what you did right. And let's turn our mistakes into knowledge. What did you learn? Let that be the goal because you can always learn something about yourself. Um, what was it that you were thinking at the time or the, what, what was it that you were feeling at the time when you really had the urge to eat those three cookies or have a second glass of wine? Um, what was it that you were feeling and what, or what was it that you were thinking? Were you um, ruminating over a stressful conversation that you had earlier in the day with one of your children or one of your parents? Are you um, stressed about something in your life? Are you feeling anxious about something? Are you a little bit depressed? And just acknowledging where what you are feeling and thinking during those times where you feel like those urges are just so powerful, just learn from it and, and start to question the thoughts and the beliefs that you're having. And, and that's, you know, this is a very tedious process, but just, just let it be very incremental. We're not going to be like one extreme to another. We're making incremental steps. We're making progress, little tiny steps every day. <laughs> so it's about start. I believe that, you know, starting with the simple habits versus the complete overhauls can be the best place to start because, you know, like I said, option A or option B, 
they're both great. But if you don't have the healthy habits in place, then you're just going to be doing um, these 11 day shreds and then binging, then 11 day shed, shred and then binging. So if you find yourself on that cycle, let's stop doing the the 11 days for just for temporarily. And let's start focusing on small, simple habits that we can incorporate into our daily lives, like replacing one to two meals a day or um, going without your whatever it is that is like your daily thing that you know, you have just choose that, like, maybe I can just go without that, you don't you don't have to cut, cut out all of the culprits or all of the carbs or all of the junk food. But just say, okay, my biggest uh, temptation is this thing. And I'm just going to try to go without that for now, I'm not going to attempt to cut out all the carbs altogether. And just learn, learn about yourself, learn about what causes the urges, what causes you to give in to the urges. Can you sit with the emotion that you're feeling? Did you know that it only takes about 15 minutes for an emotion to pass? You know, sometimes we're feeling this intense anxiety and then we go, we're stressed, we're overwhelmed. And then we go and grab the food because it's a habit. We do it and it kind of soothes it and numbs us a little bit. But if you can sit with that emotion, if you can set a timer, <laughs> set a timer for like 20, 15, 20 minutes. So if you can just sit with that and, and feel the emotion and figure out what those thoughts and beliefs that you have that are fueling the emotion because our emotions mostly come from our thoughts and our feelings. Sometimes it's biology, you know, sometimes we might have a chemical, a legit chemical imbalance. So our emotions for the most part are caused, are um, come from our thoughts and our beliefs. So if we can get to the point where we're able to question whatever it is that we're thinking at the time, or just even recognize what we are thinking. Sometimes we have an emotion. We don't even know what the thoughts we had that, that fueled that emotion. We don't even know. So if we can learn to identify the emotion, feel it full on, feel the emotion. Can you sit with anxiety? Can you sit there and just feel that intense, like not in your stomach, you know? <laughs> Or even like, can you go for a walk and try to burn off some of that anxiousness that you have? Um, can you drink a glass of water? Can you go take a nap if you're, you know, depressed and you need, you're feeling like your body is just really run down? Can you go do something else that, um, and just set a timer for 15 or 20 minutes and see if you can do that first? You'll be surprised to notice how these emotions do start to pass. And then you're like, oh, I'm not actually feeling this intense urge like I was 15, 20 minutes ago. And I think I can go without that cookie. So um, so yeah, it's just about focusing first on the simple habits. If these intense overhauls are causing um, unhealthy patterns for you or triggering the all or nothing mentality, and just notice that about yourself. And, and if this is not um, good timing for if you feel like you need to start smaller, then start smaller and know that you are still a success. <laughs> it's okay. You can do that. And then, like I said, challenging your black and white thinking, questioning your beliefs can be so incredibly powerful. And sometimes we don't even realize that we have a certain belief. You know, it could be something so little, like I was telling Mimi today, <laughs> we were having a little chat and I was telling her how I 
I noticed this um, funny belief that I have that I didn't really um, take time to think about it. It's just something that I do or that I think. It's just, I thought it was just, it was just true no matter what. And so I feel like I make a, it a huge priority to kiss all my kids goodnight or say I love them and just, you know, tuck them in or something. And, but sometimes, you know, I'll be like in my room doing something and then I'm, I, you know, I'm getting ready for bed or whatever. And then I go and like one or two are already falling asleep. And then I, I noticed that I feel really guilty that I didn't get to kiss them goodnight or wondering like, oh, is she sad that I didn't come? Was she sitting there waiting for me? You know, and it's just funny how um, something so little caused me a lot of guilt, you know? And then when I had to look at that and question that, like, wait, <laughs> is she okay? Like one night without me kissing her goodnight? And um, is that, that's just some in strong belief that I have that if I don't kiss them goodnight, like maybe they're not going to know that I love them or, you know, all these f- funny things that you, when you start to analyze the, even just the little tiny beliefs that you have, that are causing you some shame or guilt or regret, then you start to find freedom within the unpacking of it all, you know, and just trying to get to the bottom of why did I, why do I think that this is so absolutely essential to the point where I'm going to feel bad about myself if I don't do it. So getting to the bottom of it is really, really essential. I love this quote that Esther Hicks says often, a belief is only a thought that we keep on thinking. And that realization made me realize that I have the choice to believe whatever it is that I want to believe. And if I want to instill new beliefs or reinforce a a belief that I'm I'm trying to um, really believe strongly is I just have to think about it every single day as if I'm going to the gym and trying to, you know, exercise my muscles, you do something consistently, if you're trying to, you know, grow your muscles. And just like we go to the gym to grow our muscles, we should also be repeating certain beliefs, not so much like affirmations, because affirmations to me are different. Like, you can't just say, I am so beautiful when you don't actually believe it. You need to start, you know, you need to find like um, bridging beliefs. So if you're like so low and you just like don't think much, uh, you don't have many positive thoughts about yourself, let's start small and just build upon that. You don't need to have these affirmations and look in the mirror and say, I'm so beautiful if you don't believe it. But if you say, I have. A body. <laughs> My body works. I'm healthy. You know, things like that that you can believe and try to build upon those. And then you practice them just like you would um, if you're trying to learn the piano and you're trying to get better at something and you want it to become natural. You want to be able to play the piano with your eyes closed. Like that's how it is when you, when it comes to creating new beliefs. Just repeat it over and over and over and then add to it, add to it, add to it. And, you know, try to get it higher and higher and higher to a point where you just want to continue to improve. That's really what it's all about. You don't need to go from one extreme to another, just little bits of improvement. It's about identifying the facts and the beliefs. Sometimes we think our, we actually think something is so true that it's actually a fact, but when you look at it, you're like, oh, 
that's not, that's actually not a fact because the fact is something that everyone can agree on. So if everyone can agree on your belief, just recognize that it's not a fact. It's a choice. Like you're choosing to believe that if everyone can agree that the grass is green, then you can feel like, okay, it's safe to say that the grass is green. That's a fact, not a belief. But if you have a belief and it's so ingrained in you and you think it's so absolutely true and it's actually a fact, but there's people out there that don't agree with you, that will just give you the awareness that, oh, maybe I need to question this. Is this a belief that I want to hold on to? Is this, are there other ways of looking at this? Are the, have I outgrown this belief? That's a good one because sometimes we have these beliefs that we just, it's on, we're on autopilot and we don't realize that, wait a minute, that belief was serving me 20 years ago, but it's not serving me anymore. So I need to work on changing it. You know, like I said, identifying your current thought and belief, recognizing that your thoughts are what causes your feelings. Your, the way you feel, you know, stimulates an action usually or inaction. And then it's something that you can see. You can see how your thoughts and beliefs are actually creating your reality because you act in the, the way that you feel. So Janelle, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to come on now. Thank you for being willing to do this. Can you guys still, oh, I need to click stop sharing my screen. There we go. I did it, guys. <laughs> okay, Janelle, thank you so much. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um, what you were telling me as far as your all or nothing thinking when it comes to the ER shred and building your business. So we can just start with wherever you want to start and see how far we can get. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, the all or nothing mentality has totally been a block for me around sharing the ER shred and, and feeling like a true shredder. Because of, I, when I first came into the group, I did two shreds. It was amazing. I did it all perfectly. I had great results. And then, you know, life happens. I've moved across the country, different things. And I, I still mostly live the lifestyle, but I've just felt like I have to do a shred again perfectly, mostly because I feel like if I'm going to share it with somebody, I have to be practicing what I preach. That's the big thing. It's more about authenticity for me. Like, how can I tell somebody to do these cleanses and do eat all steak if I had a burger last night with a bun on it? You know, like, mm -hmm. so it's it's been a challenge for me to get out there and talk to people because I feel like a fraud. I feel like I'm not authentic. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, it's funny, right? How I, I have talked to quite a few people who are also in the same boat where they feel like they need to be the um, poster child of ER Shred, which is, you know, and I, billboard. I, exactly. And <laughs> I've even experienced this as well, especially after having babies and still, you know, I was nursing and it took me like a good year to lose some of the baby weight. And I also felt like I can't be sharing, uh, I can't be sharing about weight loss when I have this belly, you know, and thinking that people are looking at me like she needs to lose some weight. And so it's uh -huh. funny when we, we, um, project what we're thinking internally, we project that and think that others are also thinking the same thing. So that's one thing to, to identify is, isn't it interesting that you think that, you know, what other people are thinking about you. 
right. you know, <laughs> like maybe question that for a minute and think, what if they actually look at me and think like, wow, Janelle's just glowing. Wow. She's just so vibrant. Whoa. She seems to have a lot of energy. She seems really happy. Like those are the types of things that they could possibly be thinking. And, but instead your mind wants, your brain wants to tell you, um, they're probably just like picking you apart right now. And and expecting that you are supposed to be perfect if you're going to be sharing um, anything of use. You know, that's how I felt also as a life coach. I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to be a life coach, I have to be like so emotionally mature where I never react in ways that I regret later. And so I found myself just putting it off, putting it off like, oh, well, once I figure out how to not react to my emotions, then I will be successful. Then I'm qualified to be a life coach. But I had to really do some um, work on my own brain and my own beliefs around that and realize that um, why do I believe that I'm supposed to be perfect in order to help other people? You know, like, why do we believe that's impossible? I will never get to a point where I don't react to my emotions. I will work on them. You know, we're all on a journey in life and we're all working on different areas. And so I had to really get clear on, okay, what is it that I, I do feel like I'm, I've um, improved. What areas have I improved? And is that something that I could help other people who are still struggling? You know, like, what is it? Can you find something in your life right now, some healthy habits that you've developed that, you know, aren't perfect? You you haven't got everything perfect, but what are some little tiny healthy habits that you feel like you've kind of, you know, like you're good at that. You do that every day consistently. It's easy for you now. Like, can you think of any specific healthy habits that you have? think um my life is so different every day right now um wow I mean do you uh make it a point to I'm just thinking of things that I might know about you like do you get out in nature regularly you make that a priority yeah for sure do you do some yeah I nurture my relationships every day um I connect with my kids as often as I can um yeah, I, I like to organize my spaces and my 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 home. So I'm I'm always working on that. Yeah, um, I'm always writing down lists of the things I need to do to better myself and trying to journal. So, yeah, there's definitely things. Good. Yeah, and it's really just recognizing those things as as something that you have to offer for other people instead right. of looking and at plus there are isogenic. What? Plus isogenics, isogenics has been a habit for 10 years. So I guess yeah. even though I haven't done a certain protocol, a certain way, I've had an isogenics product in my body every single day for almost 10 years. So that's consistency, you know, like right. when you think about that and you allow yourself to be proud of, wow, I have done this for 10 straight years. I haven't gone a day without my shake. That's awesome. You know, like not everybody can say that they have stuck with something for 10 years aside from this uh, visual of what you believe you're supposed to look like, you know, um, if you let that go and remove that from the 
qualifications that you think that you're supposed to have? Like, okay, in order to be somebody who can share, share isogenics, I have to have the perfect body. I have to be completely healthy, which that's impossible. <laughs> like right. uh, I've been talking to so many people in ER Shred and even Sarah, she was saying like, uh, right now it's my, I have an injury, you know, and this happens. So we're going to let these things that come uh, that we're faced with in our lives, which is an injury, a health challenge, aging, like all of this is going to come our way. So if we chose to put everything on hold, every time we're faced with a new challenge, we would never make progress. We would never build our business. We would never share your shred. It's just, you have to recognize how you have this standard in your mind of what qualifies you as someone who can share anything because there are things that you have learned from er shred from you know taking the isogenics products every single day for 10 years there's things that you have learned that have helped you improve as a person so even just like sharing the fact that you did do an 11 day er shred like holy cow i'm just proud of myself for doing that that was hard to go off those carbs for a while and it's okay that i'm having some carbs again, but just the fact that I did some 11 day ear shreds, I'm proud of that. And I can teach people how to, how to do that as well. And then also, I think you're even more equipped because, um, nobody wants to feel like they have this standard of perfection, you know? So if you are doing everything perfect all the time, that's just like, that's really, um, a lot of pressure on people, you know? So when you can, show that you are human and that you are working on things every day, you're making improvements, you're more relatable. So, so when I, when we go back to the beliefs, you know, really start to take some time to identify the, the parts of how you've grown and improved as a person over the last 10 years and, and see those as gifts, you know, as, things that you can offer to other people, some things that you've learned by being consistent with the products for 10 years, by even doing the ER shreds when you did them perfectly. You know, it's like, that was cool. It's almost like, like running a marathon. You can even look at it. It's like, you don't have to be running a marathon every single month for, for um, you to be proud of yourself. You can be like, wow, I ran a marathon one time. That's what I always do. I'm like, I ran a marathon <laughs> one time. And I'm still proud of it. That was 20 years ago. And I'm still proud that I did that one time. So it's like, even just looking at it like that, like I'm so proud of myself for doing an ER shred or two or three. I, I did that. That was so cool. I'm going to help people do that. If they're in the space in their life where they want to do something really extreme, they want to do option A, I'm going to help them. I'm going to teach them how I did it when I did it. But if they want to do option B, I'm going to teach them how I'm kind of trying to um, have more of a balance and and just focus on little healthy habits every day. So it's just really shifting your mentality and, and making it a daily practice too. Like like that quote that I shared, uh, I believe is just something that you keep on thinking. So if you take that time every single day to remind yourself of all these things, of how you are qualified and very much relatable and all the things that you've learned from the different ways that you've tried things like what did you learn from doing the the extreme option a and what are you learning now as you try to attempt more of a gradual balanced um 
steady, slower pace, what are you learning with the option B? You know, what, how can you help people develop one new healthy habit every single day? And, you know, it could be just that where you don't necessarily have to promote the ER shred. You could promote what you're doing right now. What is it that you're doing? You're having an incubated shake every day. Like, why not start with that? Like, what's wrong with that? That that's just as valuable, you know, like people replacing one meal a day with a shake, like people will see improvements in their health when they make one or two, um, a couple shifts in their, their daily habits and something that's very doable. Like you can help people, you know, that are not ready to do something so extreme, you know? So just think of all the options of how, how, what you do have to offer with the way you are living your life right now. Thank you. That's really helpful. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. And thank you so much for, um, for opening up about that, because I really know, as I've been talking to um, different members of our community, I know that that is very common. So thank you, Janelle, for opening up. And it's really helpful because I think sometimes people think they're the only ones and that everybody else is just doing it perfectly all the time. And they're the only ones that seem to be failing, but we're not failing, right? We're just on a journey. Let's try to do this again. For the next mindset call, I would love to be coaching people to, um, for the second half of our call so that we can um, dive into specific areas of people's lives that I know are very relatable for many members of our community. So um, let's do this again. And thank you guys so much for being here. This is a lot of fun. And I just want to remind you to just be happy with wherever you are on this journey. We are not expecting perfection and we don't want to. We don't want to give people that impression that this is what ER Shred is about because it's really not. And we want to make sure that everybody knows that.